It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Well, here we are. Another partners meeting of Insurrection LLC. That's what this is. This is the newly formed largest law firm in Washington, D.C. Only has one client, maybe a second client that we're going to learn about today, but that client is former President Donald Trump. Their job is to litigate every one of his petty, petty, petty grievances. <laughs> Great. Alpha liberal, Eric Swalwell. Hooray. Hooray, hooray. Do you know how long I looked for my Republicans? They really are that awful T-shirt to wear for Michael Steele today. But I couldn't find it. So I went with the Nancy Pelosi. I want to punch him T-shirt instead. <laughs> I'll go back and look. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Today, Chris, radio was, what is radio? Mindless speculation. All right. Today's, show, it was, today's news cycle is made for radio. So much mindless speculation about what's going on in the Manhattan they're, apparently, they're going on break for the month of April, right? Well, let's, can I have some mindless speculation music, please? Because right. it's a lot. We have three hours to fill. I went to all our usual legal lads and ladies on Twitter. I look very handsome in black. He wears black every I wear day. black every single Are you here every day? day. Really? Right. Because any other color, I pit it out. That is exactly why I wear black. Well, because you are a solid block of muscle. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the big speculation. I don't feel like this is. Let's you know what? Let's switch to this music. What? What's the difference between these two? I don't two? know. It's more exciting, <laughs> mindless speculation about what is happening, what has happened, and what's got to be did. Okay. Well, I I think the big news is that Alan Weisselberg has fired his right. Trump-funded attorney. That's which, interesting. Yes. That's almost a. But let's go back to. Anyway. We know what happened to Cassidy Hutchinson when yes. she got rid of her and Michael attorneys. Cohen. <laughs> and Michael flipped. Cohen. So, of course, it's... I think this is more than mindless. What's the one up from mindless speculation? Mindful speculation. Yes, this is mindful speculation. <laughs> that he has fired uh, his Trump organization lawyers, which Michael Cohen, as you said, and Cassidy Hutchinson did, before they, what, told the truth finally, Yeah. right? Um, he's in Rikers. Mm-hmm. For five months, which could have something to do that with would, his that would, that would make motivation. Me chatty. Yeah, <laughs> I get super chatty. Um, Ali Velshi, our friend, our pal, yes. said it's a big deal. This could ex- potentially explain the delay because everybody's speculating on what is this delay about? Is it good? Is mm-hmm. it bad? Is it, you know, um, let's see. Where are we? I, so all over the place. Uh, Brian Krasenstein says the Manhattan grand jury that's examining the Trump case is scheduled to take nearly a one month break, mm-hmm. meaning that an indictment likely won't come out till late April unless they change the schedule of the jury. Republicans will likely claim Brad's Bragg's having second thoughts, blah, blah, blah. OK, hold, please. Uh, over to uh, Harry Littman said Bragg Manhattan. uh uh, a G, a JG reportedly set to take a break and hear no evidence for a month due to a previously scheduled hiatus, huh? That's nuts, and it's not just because of a previous schedule. It must be a tactical decision, perhaps having to do with Fulton County and not going first. I, 
This at this point really is just speculation. Palmer report says just to correct the misleading headlines, the Manhattan grand jury meets again next Monday and Wednesday, only then has a month off. So if Bragg is is looking to indict Trump before the hiatus, he can easily do it next week. This is a pre-scheduled hiatus, correct? Yes. Yeah, this was scheduled back in January. Right, Right, but Harry Glibman is saying like, WTF? What do you, like, again, is it deliberate? And, And I don't know. Well, if Why you would want to wait for Fulton to go first? They wouldn't know about the Weisselberg thing at all. Right. He has right. a time machine. Right. <laughs> That's what's um, going on. They knew in January they need to take this break because right. Weisselberg was going to flip in the future. Uh, Amy Vanderpool says the Manhattan grand jury examining Trump's alleged role in a hush money payment isn't expected to hear evidence in the case for the next month. Largely due to previous scheduled hiatus, this would push any indictment to late April at the earliest. As mm-hmm. the other tweeter said, Allison Gill, our friend, said the Manhattan jury goes on break April 5th looking at my calendar Mm -hmm. they return april 28th the break was pre-planned for the holidays bragg can recall them at any time there's another interesting wrinkle uh we don't know if they will meet next monday before the hiatus so i the speculation really is like all over the place about could they still indict before they go on break is it i you know again here we'll see what glenn kirshner says tomorrow harry Lippman is saying wtf like why and then, again, this huge Weisselberg news seems to me the most plausible, like, because that was what I think Andrew Weissman had speculated. Weissman, right? Weisselberg, what, uh, so many people. But he had speculated that yeah. last week that it's due to, to, to getting, because if you could get Weisselberg, if you really could get him to flip, if that's what ha- what's happening, that would be huge. Right? I mean, he's... Have we checked Trotsanker this morning to see if... Uh, Trotsanker? He hasn't put a statement on about this. Uh, because this would really make him fly off the handle. If, he, if he's thinking that Weisselberg is flipping. He, right. There, there has not been anything. I, I've okay. not seen any murmurings. Okay. Yeah. He's yelling about the election The bassinet is still for right now? <laughs> Apparently he's yelling about election interference over there right now. <laughs> yes. Well, he's obviously the most reliable narrator in that he was arrested last Tuesday and then Bragg already dropped the case and then yesterday was very screechy. <laughs> Wasn't baby super screechy yesterday? Well, he, he was, was like sucking up to the grand jury. Also, yeah. like, <laughs> well, and also he was on Hannity three days in a row. It was right. like one interview they just kept right cutting and cutting. And oh yeah. my god, who is it that uh, even Republicans were like, "Oh, that was awful." <laughs> that interview was uh, he was oh, awful. Jason Chaffetz. Yes. Yeah, well, was yeah. like that was the worst interview. Even I've ever Hannity seen. was like was kept trying to help him. And yeah, he was like all right, well let's just move on. Yeah, he kept trying to giving him softballs yeah. to try uh, and Putin's evil. Uh, <laughs> no. and, and, yeah, no. and he was like, "But he really uh, likes me." Yeah, Putin's evil. Hmm. No. Okay. All right. Oh. Um, where was I? Oh, yes. Oh, Russia has kidnapped another uh, American. Yeah, mm. Wall Street Journal reporter. Yes, we're sorry. Oh. I have a lot of wow. Lot of, you have a lot of stacks. Yeah, I got a lot of stack. Okay, you're stacked. I'm stacked. <laughs> <laughs> First time anyone's ever said that yeah. about me. Um. Russian authorities announced they detained American journalist Evan uh, Gersovich, Wall Street Journal correspondent based in Moscow. Uh, FSB said he was collecting information about one of the enterprises of the Russian military industrial complex, which constitutes uh, state secrets. Um, He co-authored a report published Wednesday entitled Russia's Economy is Starting to Come Undone, which paints a bleak picture of the effects of the Ukrainian incursion led by Putin. Well, it doesn't take a genius to go, oh, that's it. Right? Yeah. It makes Putin look bad about Ukraine, which, you know, obviously he should. The Russian people should know that he's the one that's tanking their own economy. But anyway, it's just here we go again. And uh, Trump is still his uh, best friend? They're still buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, Trump also, did I miss something? Did he basically threaten to blow up the world if he's 
gets back in. I didn't see is that. Is there part. any other reason? Well, he oh he we're going to bomb Mexico if oh, he gets without the. He, he wants he wants yeah. plans. Pardon. He wants plans to invade Mexico. Yes, he would like plans to uh, bomb Mexico, which that's that's all fine. Everything's fine here. Is this yeah. because of the fire that that was started in that? No. No, no, no. no drug cartels. No. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. But it's I don't. Last I checked, it's a sovereign nation still, right. and we'd have and to, also our biggest and they wouldn't really partner. give us permission yeah. to I don't to do that. But he our right. strongest ally. He oh, and the Republican Party. I'm gonna go back upstairs and look for that T-shirt. Republicans, <laughs> they really are that awful. <laughs> you want to wear that? For He's Michael not Steele. a Republican anymore, right, Michael Steele? I, he is. He I don't is. think so. He I is. think is he? He is. He did not leave the party. No. Oh boy. He speaks out against yeah. some people in the party. Yeah, we're gonna have a very tense interview then. We love him. Okay. I thought he. I thought he had. Are you sure? He hasn't finally left. I no, thought, he has not right. left the party. All right. Well, by the end of this interview, he will. <laughs> Do you have that power? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're, you're I have power him, over him. You're gonna make him, him switch. Ask him. Yeah. He knows. He knows you got Fanny. He, he says nerdy things about me, huh? He knows you've got Fanny. He's he loves not, me. You know, you're not gonna trick him this time. Like you think that's a turnoff? Will I have a hot girlfriend? I don't think so. No. Oh, yes. Here she is. Stephanie Miller, host of the Stephanie Nerd. Miller Show. Oh, Nerd. yeah. We got the group in the house tonight. Nerd. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to play that to him? Yes. To his face? Yes. Yes. Um, Trump and his magnified Republican Party are pushing plan for plans for military action against uh, drug cartels in Mexico, with or without the Mexican government's consent. That part seems important. That part seems most military experts are like, that seems like that might be... Uh, you want to think about that one. Why that might, might be a bad idea. He's asking for a plan to wage war in Mexico, and the Republican Party eager to give it to them, because they really are that awful. Mm -hmm. Attacking Mexico, or whatever you like to call it, is something that uh, President Trump has said he... Wants battle plans drawn for, said one of the sources. He's complained about missed opportunities of his first term. Bombing Mexico at the top of the list of missed opportunities. Oh, yeah. Things that we oh, could have, should have, would have, could have had a V8. Should have bombed Mexico. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just, are we really contemplating the awfulness that would be a Trump? <laughs> that's crazy. No, we, don't, we don't want okay. that. No, no one wants can that. Can we help Sparks back on? He's like, it's never going to happen. I need to hear it's never. Okay. Yeah, they also told you Roe versus Wade was never going to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust No, Hal did. John did. John did. John I would not trust That's why God gave him such nice hair. Yeah. And such a big... Hmm? Yeah, no, for for twenty years I've been saying, uh, don't don't say that it's right. never going to be overturned. Right. They've been working towards that goal. Thank you for fifty years, and the and ones who are working for it are crazy. They are crazy. Yeah, thank you. I went Jenny to school Thomas. with them, Jenny Thomas. <laughs> the Republican caucus uh, has begun down there. They're fighting the bath salts time, biting each other's faces, face eating. Okay. Oh, should the, well, this is going to take all day if I have to call out everything Marjorie Taylor Greene says. Oh, we have the audio. Oh, we have the audio. Uh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, start oh. with a 12. Oh, oh okay. no, I'm sorry. 13. No, 13. Yes, 13. 13. That's Moskowitz. Yeah. Okay. No, it, he, it, it's, okay. it's him off. Wait, wait. What 13. am I starting with? 13. 13. Okay. okay, here we go. All right. I'll yield to anyone on this committee who disagrees that murder in schools is not Murder. I yield. Will you, will you yield? Oh, I'll yield. Yes, please. Yeah, I was, when I was in 11th grade and Joe Biden made our schools gun-free school zones, what? one of the students uh -huh. in my school brought three guns to school, and our entire school went on lockdown mm. because he was the only person with a gun. There was no good guy with a gun to protect us kids at school. You want to know why the shooter is dead in Nashville, the trans shooter? You want to know why? Because a good guy with a gun killed that woman. 
Uh, okay, would you... Midas touch this time. Oh, the, all of us on our side are like, oh, I got this. When Marjorie Taylor Greene was in 11th grade, uh, George H.W. Bush was president and signed into law the Gun-Free School, uh, School Zones mm-hmm. Act of 1990. It yep. passed the Senate by a voice vote and the House by a vote of 313 to 1. Joe Biden has not, in fact, been president for the past 33 years. Right. Oh, one more thing? Yes. <laughs> You and I both emailed that same tweet to ourselves to have for the fact check this morning at the same time. Literally, I can show you my inbox at oh, the same man, time. Oh, Midas touched We us. literally emailed it. They also had another tweet. Not only is she lying about the timeline of events, but the incident in her school occurred on September 6th, 1990. They pulled the newspaper article yeah. for it. Yeah. The bill was introduced October 27th, 1990. Okay. And it was not signed into law until November 29th. Okay. So it was even, the, the law wasn't even in effect, Marjorie. Okay. All right. See, right. it's good that we have a, you know, we, we have a time machine segment where we also can say, Manhattan jury, everybody calm down. It's a pre-planned vacation. If Alan Weisselberg is in fact flipping. We, we didn't know that. We have so, a, everybody just stay calm. Just calm the down. We have a sounder for the time machine segment. We do? <laughs> of course we do, because we're radio nerds. <laughs> okay. We have uh, Michael Steele and we have uh, Dr. Erwin Redliner uh, today. Yes. So it's a little cattywampus day, but everybody just stay calm. Remain yeah. calm. Family. Yes, family. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Wow. Okay. Bonnie's trying to eat my microphone. Uh-huh. Clyde is currently eating my chair. You know what? I'm going to work through that, people, for America. That's they're what I'm going to do. They're so well-behaved. 25 <laughs> minutes after the hour. We have uh, former RNC Chair Michael Steele coming up, and we have uh, Dr. Doom is back. Mm-hmm. Dr. Erwin Redliner will join us in just a bit. Um, man, these tweets are heartbreaking. I got to say, it's just, you know, when you wrap your head around this lockdown generation, not just kids that have been in school massacres or seen their friends killed but just this you know that have just lived through it Mm -hmm. uh jill tweeted my son spent four hours huddled in a dark corner of his classroom after having to move desks to barricade his classroom door four hours being told the gunman was on the way four hours texting me he loves me he's never been the same he is a different person since it's the guns um it just psychologically the kids that have lived through this yeah. era right i mean it's it's yeah. and that's why everybody's talking about jamal bowman mm-hmm. it, it's chris how did you say it yesterday about seeing the pictures of you know the autopsy photos uh, they need to be shown on television just to, uh, what uh, moves the, the needle the, and I, <coughs> the crime scene photos and you know and yeah. some people say like oh jamal bowman was over the top it's like well, what moves the needle what wakes yeah, people I'm, up i'm not sure autopsy photos would move the needle as much as crime scene photos you need to see the crime what scene photos to those people yeah. in their place of business in their school or whatever yeah put it because in that the that puts it in context of my everyday life yeah, you recognize I, a classroom exactly. you understand what that is right. i thought i read that i think it was a couple of the sandy hook parents did okay the release of autopsy photos, but I don't remember that ever happening. I don't, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure that any news outlet had the courage to run them. Yeah, even if the parents right. gave. Yeah, well, this is why everybody's talking about Emma Till's mother. Yes, exactly. Know? She did the right thing. But here's Jamal Bowman. He was in the hallway and he, he got into it. Yeah, yeah. They're cowards. They're all cowards. They won't do anything to save the lives of our children at all. Cowards. Pressure them. Forced them to respond to the question, why the hell won't you do anything to save America's children? And let them explain that 
election day of 2024. Let them explain it all the way up to election day of 2024. They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're not here. I'm talking about gun violence. You know, never been I'm talking about gun violence. Carry guns? You think more guns lead to more death? More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're, you're, you're carrying the water for the gun lobby. Look at the data. More guns lead to more deaths. Guns. States that have open carry laws have more death. States that have open carry laws have more death. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That, that's a, what, calm down, children are dying. Nine-year-old children. The, the solution is not harming teachers. Have you ever worked in a school? 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 It's a yes or no question. Have you ever worked in a school? You will not answer my question. Don't stop and talk to me. Okay, I'll bring it down and down. And he yeah. was a former assistant principal. Yeah, at, at he a, has worked in a school. Yeah. I mean, what they're up against, Brian Tyler Cohen tweeted, wow, Republicans are still wearing AR-15 pins after the mm -hmm. Nashville Elementary School shooting. Here is Representative Andrew Clyde, Republican of Georgia, wearing one on his tie. Yep. And can I just say that picture? He looks like a psycho. Yeah. He's just got that he is a psycho. defiant, wide-eyed, any right part of the insurrection, thank yeah. you very much, as, among other things. And it's just, anyway. I don't, it, it's just, they're all more awful than the last. Representative Clay Higgins, re Republican of Louisiana, responded to the Nashville Christian School shooting by saying, there's no such thing as gun violence. He said, uh, I'd like to address a talk, oh, this is a Democratic talking point, that mm -hmm. there's such a thing as, okay. Yeah. Uh, regarding gun violence being the number one cause of death of children in America today, uh, you'll hear that a lot. Let me correct both. There's no such thing as gun violence. There's only human violence. It's intellectually unsound to state otherwise. It is the F number you. one cause of death for children. It's just they're playing cute with this issue. 29 minutes after the hour, Stephanie Miller Show. Did the good guys with the guns stop? Six people from getting murdered? No. But you know what? AR-15s, you know see what those bullets do to children? You know why you don't hunt with an AR-15 with a deer? Because there's nothing left. And there's nothing left of these kids when people go into school and murder them while they're trying to read. You guys are worried about banning books? Dead kids can't read. Thank you, Representative Moskowitz. Um, AG from Mueller, she wrote, uh, backing us up. We had our a gunsplainer caller, as we always oh, yeah. do. Yeah. A gunsplainer. Uh, Allison wrote, Amosexuals will try to convince you that because you don't know the circumference of the inside of a Glock 23 barrel, you aren't allowed to have an opinion about the slaughter of children. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. And thank you once again, gunsplainer. The Gunsplainer, starring Chuck Boltback. Brought to you by Chesterfield Cigarettes, when one lung is enough. The gunsplainer roamed the West, but only appeared to people after there was trouble. Oh 
my. Them engines just came out of nowhere. Well. Thank God nobody's hurt. They attacked our wagon train with Winchesters. Pardon me, ma'am. Huh? What the? Where'd you come from? Those weren't Winchesters. What? You know, used by the Redskins. Excuse me? The Native Americans. The rifle used by the Radicals was the Colt Burgess rifle, also known as the 1883 Burgess rifle, a lever-action repeating rifle, which, although utilizing the same 4440 Winchester cartridge... We need some help here, mister. ...has an octagonally shaped 650-millimeter barrel, and actually a stronger action design than the Winchester. Is anybody gonna help? Because it has a toggle joint system to lock the breech block, and the extension of the loading oh, lever... Oh, forget the it, Barry. No kidding, what a schmuck. Good gunsplainer. People don't know. They just don't know. They have no idea. By the way, who was that balding, overweight, middle-aged man? I wanted to smack him. That was the gunsplainer. Stay tuned now for Have Gun, Will Troll. Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. Uh, Michael in Oakland. Hello, Michael, our pro boner. Hi. <laughs> so... So on the aren't we all the really pro boner though? Yeah. Aren't we? I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah, who isn't? yes, of yeah. course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if we're lucky, right? You're right. So, okay. so <clears throat> excuse me. So the, on the issue of the good guy with the gun, okay? A, a, any lawyer or anybody trained in law enforcement will tell you that uh, police officers, on average, they average about eighteen percent when they fire their guns. In active shooter situations, that means they miss four out of five times, and it's not because they're not good at it; they're not trained, and it's because it's just it is extremely difficult. And I can also say from personal experience, I'm not going to gunsplain, but I've <laughs> been to firing ranges many times. Okay, it is just extremely difficult to yeah. use a firearm, not just safely but effectively, to actually hit what you're shooting at, and just keep in mind that very often, most often, unfortunately, that bullet will go through the target that you hit, will go through a wall, yeah. and will hit another person. Yeah. Okay? So the, so the idea that somehow anything would be safer, a school would be safer, with a bunch of amateurs traipsing around with firearms, blasting away, uh, is just... It's beyond ridiculous. It is so dangerous. It, when when law enforcement, <clears throat> excuse me, or when security companies take a look at a building and they try to make it safe, they, they have to create a tactical plan. They have to have communication between one another. That guy, if I may, that guy that's Yeah, Solomon if you, if you looked at, at the uh, the body cam footage from mm -hmm. Nashville, I mean, yeah. it's kind of incredible. The, you know, military operations we're making our police go into, right? In schools. Right, yeah, and, and who, who doesn't want a society where every inch of, of everywhere, schools, shopping malls, nightclubs, theaters, ballparks, you name it, has to be a tactical situation so that these people can say that they have their freedom, okay? Isn't it time that the rest of us said, hey, wait a minute, we're tired of having to adjust our lives so you can live out your, you know, fantasy that yeah. you're entitled to do whatever you want with a gun. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it time the rest of us just said enough's enough? We've had enough of this. We're yep. gonna we're gonna take control of our streets, and we're gonna make sure, that, you know, whether or not the Second Amendment uh, it, it can be interpreted a hundred different ways. But I yeah. I just feel like if you go yeah. with I, the current rulings that we have, there's plenty of ground to put in strict limits. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say I heard. Well, as you know, all things come back to Stephanie Miller. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
But I heard someone else speculating about what we started speculating yeah. about first yesterday about what's happening in Israel and a general strike or what's, you know, you listen to Jamal Bowman, like what's going to move the needle? What's going to shake people up? What, you know, do we need a general strike where the kids and parents go enough, enough, you know, we're not going to school anymore until we, there is a more reasonable expectation that we're not going to get shot to death, Right. Yeah, you know, our our parents, my parents came out of the Second World War generation, I think your parents do, they would not have accepted this for a minute. Yeah. They would have said, this is insane. We cannot live this way. We cannot live that way. Yeah. Right. Well, Israel, <clears throat> excuse me, is, you know, I guess it's a smaller country, and it might be a little easier to get that kind of a movement going. And, of course, you know, I think people are probably, frankly, a little bit afraid of all those you know, gun gun gunners running around with all those weapons, but I think it's more. It, it it may more be in voting. Okay, maybe just we put enough people into the into the government, we're going to finally just say we 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 can't live this way. We don't. Yeah. We shouldn't have to live this way. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Mike. Um. By the way, hey, Disney homo. What? Hi. Hey, Disney one. Ron DeSantis. Oh yeah. I tweeted about this yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of after round and found out. <laughs> speaking of fighting by any means necessary, uh, yes, who's oh, call to activism first tweeted. Yeah. Disney just completely stripped the power from Ron DeSantis's handpicked board that yeah. was supposed to oversee yeah. Disney World's government services. And, and an amazing move of legal genius, Walt Disney Company quietly pushed through a pack. It wasn't of quietly. It wasn't quietly. It was done in full view right. of sunshine laws of the of the sunshine state. Right. Uh, th- through a pact uh, and restrictive covenants that would be in the hands of future board members for decades. Right. According to one lawyer, Disney's move completely circumvents the authority yes. of DeSantis's board to govern. Disney defended the agreements and said they acted within the law. Go Disney. Yep. Um, they acted <laughs> completely within the law. It was, yeah. you know, open That's, meetings laws and everything. Yeah. DeSantis had the right to see what was happening every step of the way, and he didn't do it. That's a new stack we can have. It's fascist around and find out stack. Yeah. I, I call I, I think I put in the yeah. above the article there. I wrote um, "f with the mouse and find out." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, you yeah. and I both work for Disney. Yeah, we, oh yeah, we know how it goes. Oh there. yeah, you don't. You don't. You and nobody around. until you've been fired by Disney oh. twice. In my case, yeah. You go, girl. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Take some doing. Okay. Paul in Seattle. Hi, Paul. Well, good morning. I'm glad Michael didn't steal my lost plane and thunder. Um, he sure could have. Um, but the Gun-Free School Zone Act that uh, George H.W. Bush signed into law after the incident at Marjorie Taylor Greene's school um, that she blamed on Joe Biden was actually overturned by the Supreme Court in 1995 in the United States v. Lopez. And that it was a landmark decision. It's important uh, to because it marked the Supreme Court setting limits on the powers of Congress to enact general statutes of general application under the Commerce Clause, and that's exactly what would happen to the Parents' Bill of Rights, because yeah. if guns in school zones, yeah, Congress is a completely unconstitutional idea. That Cong- Congress cannot just pass general laws of application, and if they can't do it under the Commerce Clause, if guns in a school zone is, has not sufficiently related to commerce, then the Parents' Bill of Rights isn't either. Yeah. So Only Republicans a, would yeah, come up with a parent's bill of rights that does not include the right to not have your child shot at school, right, which right. is the number one cause of death for children. By the way, this Clay Higgins, Republican of Louisiana, I am so sick of them trying to wedge abortion into every issue. Yep. 
what's who is it bobert mm -hmm. they tried to bring it up in the endangered species act and held up a fetus and oh, this, is, fetus. this is what he was saying there's no such thing as gun violence there's only human violence and then he's talked about oh there's more abortions than children shot in school i'm like stop I, honestly like stop trying to conflate your stupid issue with, with you know this guns becoming the number one killer of children it's just that they only care about the unborn it's, mm -hmm. it's extraordinary uh hakeem jeffries we gather here today with a heavy heart that another community in america has had to deal with a tragic mass shooting we gather here today not simply as elected officials and members of congress but more importantly as moms as parents as americans demanding that house republicans put people over politics and put kids over guns um you know even when it hits close to home so tennessee governor bill lee he's the one who signed the you know open carry yep. no permits blah 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 he said two family friends were killed in monday's shooting at the national elementary school maria that's his wife mm -hmm. he said maria woke up this morning without one of her best friends cindy peak uh, Cindy was supposed to come over to have dinner with Maria last night after she filled in as a substitute teacher yesterday at Covenant. Peak was one of six victims of the shooting. Uh, Cindy and Maria and Catherine Kuntz were all teachers at the same time. They've been family friends for decades. While Nee acknowledged this difficult moment, he emphasized now is not the time for hate or rage. We can all agree on one thing, that every human life has value, and we will act to prevent this from happening again. No, you no, won't. won't. No. no, you won't. Uh -uh. Like, These are your friends. You let your friends die with the laws that you put in place, I... Governor. Um, he said, there's one thing to remember. Criminals don't follow. This is what he had said previously. There's one thing to remember. Criminals don't follow laws. Criminals break laws. We can't control what we can't control. Oh, my God. It's like the guy that just said, we're not going to fix this. Well, then, can't fix it. Well, Stuff's going to happen. Well, then why have any laws in the first place? Yeah. I mean, that's such a stupid right. talking point yeah. of all the stupid talking points. I so He was referencing the uh, Catherine Kuntz was the head of yeah. the school. I mean, all these stories are tragic. Think yeah. about that one. She happened to be substitute teaching that day. Yeah. That happened to be the day. She's, you know, her, his wife's best friend is filling in. The leader of the uh, Nashville s school... Um, where the massacre unfolded, uh, got off a Zoom call and ran toward the sound of the gunfire when the shooting began. Um, she was on a Zoom call. The gunfire first rang out. Um, she, uh, the, a former FBI agent said the 60-year-old Coons then immediately ended the call, got up, and headed straight for the shooter. She was one of six people, including uh, three nine-year-olds who were slain. Um, that we, we don't, the, the agent said, we don't know what happened between Kuntz and the shooter before she was killled. She did what principals and headmasters do though. She protected her children. I mean, it just, it, it tells me how, you know, this, even this parent's bill of rights, it's anti-teacher. Nope. It's yeah. your p teacher. Some teacher too easy. They said, they don't even trust us to set our own thermostats. Right. You got to buy our own supplies. You, they don't trust us to pick out what books your kids can read, mm -hmm. but you want us to be Navy SEALs. Right. You, you know, yeah. I, it's and the, that's the thing. It's not talked about enough. How many teachers have died in the line of duty with this this nonsense? And it, it's anyway. And yet the Republicans will go right back to trying to pit teachers and parents against oh, each yeah. other. It's just uh, okay. Ugh. Wow, am I loaded for bear for Michael uh, Steele? Yeah, tell wow. him a little Are something okay? something about his former hopefully not party. his former party. His well, current party. Mm -hmm. You're going to need a hug from him. <laughs> Yes. Okay. 40, <laughs> 46 minutes after the hour. sting you. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I believe he's at least an honest one that told me he will sting me. Yes. When we get to the he other did. side of the post-Trump river. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Yeah. Not today, Satan. Not today.
It's the Stephanie Miller Show. having an interesting conversation before the break. I, I thought I saw, and I don't know if this is true, but that a couple of, I think it was the Sandy Hook parents had okayed I think the release of the Twitter, autopsy but photos. I don't, I don't know if it's true. Yeah. 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 But we were, but then we were saying, but if it, they were never shown, is that the media that decided that? And is, or, yeah. and is it up to them right. to do that if the parents okay it? Yeah. I mean, they're protecting the, you know. I don't think there are any laws against it. Right, but you know, we were saying everybody thought Sandy Hook was going to move the needle, and it didn't. Yeah. So I guess we're all at a place like, what does? Because we were talking about cops talking about yeah. going into crime scenes and needing years of therapy and being traumatized and telling people don't go in there if you don't right. have to. Right. Um, you know, just because it, Frank Figluzzi was talking about that on yeah. MSNBC. Yeah, he said that back during the after the Uvalde shooting, he was talking about police officers saying, yeah. if "You don't need to go in there. Don't go in there." Yeah. Because what you were going to see is something you. Will never, yeah, unsee, yeah, unsee, yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I understand people like Jamal Bowman's just, just losing it, just finally losing it because we're, we're just. I don't know. I mean, this is why everybody talks about the courage of Emmett Till's mother, but obviously, I, I don't even know. You know, I don't know how that went. Obviously, the, we saw that photo, so the media, somebody let sure. let them, them release it. I just am wondering, like, is it up to the media if parents say no? I want to prevent this from happening to other families i it want is. people to see this it is i mean but then it's the media protecting us like yeah. what ha, ha, yeah yeah it, you know the it's it's a strong image yeah and uh you know the news directors have to to weigh you know yeah. the good and the bad and back then we thought that the sheer fact that what was it 19 kids, kids. were killed yeah. yeah would move the needle on it it didn't we thought that then we thought that that um a parkland was right. going to do it yeah. because it, it didn't because those kids were actually we're able old to go out to and speak talk about, about it, it. Yeah. right yeah and and they powerfully didn't. yeah and so you know something stronger needs to be done something unbelievably strong needs to be done and yeah. i think the only thing left is showing the crime scene photos i mean so hakeem jeffrey said this level of gun violence is un-american i hate to say it but no it's uniquely american yeah. Yeah. It, it you know again we talk yesterday we talk every time about uk scotland it happens once they did something and it's happened yeah. zero times since then. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Here in America, there is no excuse to allow our streets to be flooded with weapons of war that are not being used to hunt deer. They're being used to hunt human beings and to slaughter children. And so we're demanding that Congress act because the level of gun violence in this country is unacceptable, it's unconscionable, and it's un-American. Sylvia in Chicago. Hey, Sylvia, welcome. Hi, good morning. Good morning. I'm, uh, I'm going to make this quick. I actually, I have to go teach this morning. Oh. I'm, uh, just to preface my comments, I am an adjunct professor at a community college. Mm -hmm. I teach for a university, and to supplement my income, I also substitute teach at grade schools. So I'm kind of the migrant worker of education. And I just can't even imagine as a substitute teacher in any one of those, well, adjunct is part-time, 
working at any one of my schools, you know, with a gun, trying to, I just, uh, like, uh, for example, I, in fact, I'm losing my voice because yeah. I got sick and I'm screaming all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not screaming, actually, but, you know, using my voice all the time. Sure. And I think to myself, this, in fact, today I'll be working with children um, under the age of five, and they're into everything. And I'm a substitute teacher. Yeah. So when I enter a classroom, somehow I'm supposed to know where this gun is located, locked away before Mr. Gunman walks in the door, and I yeah. have to try and get this gun out. You know, and I don't know if they've thought this through. I just I can't imagine having guns in these classrooms. I mean, trained police officers get outgunned because they have the element of surprise. And you're absolutely right. You're supposed to be focused on teaching. I mean, they're supposed to you're supposed to instantly turn into a Navy SEAL. Right. And I'm a substitute teacher to boot. So this classroom isn't familiar to me. So it's not like I walk into a classroom knowing where everything is. I'm trying to find out where the lesson plan is for the day. Yep. And then I have to figure out where this gun is locked away before this teacher. And it does, yep. you know, listening to the news this morning, I really, it just hit me because I'm a substitute yeah. teacher. Sylvia, sorry, heartbreak, all great points. So sorry. 58 minutes after the hour. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. prioritizing the sale of AR-15s over the lives of our children, if you are putting the demands of the gun lobby over the safety of our families, if you are trying to hide behind responsible gun owners rather than act to keep dangerous people from mowing down our kids, then what are you doing in Congress? Representative Clark, uh, hooray. Thank you. Okay, uh, we played uh, Representative Jamal Bowman yeah. yesterday. Everybody was talking about just mm-hmm. losing it, just, you know, and exactly the right level of losing it, in our opinion. Uh, Victor Shee, our friend, tweeted, Holy, uh, Jamal Bowman is directly calling out Republican members of Congress as they walk out of the Capitol building right now. We need to confront and expose every one of them, make them answer. This is leadership and truly amazing. And uh, Dr. Redliner said, OMG, this is exactly precisely the absolutely relevant level of indignation and anger that has been justifiable for a long, long mm-hmm. time. Every responsible member of Congress and every state government representative should join the fight. Enough BS pussyfooting around. Thank you, Representative uh, Bowman. Um, yes, it, among his very long list of uh, credits we will hear, he is a renowned pediatrician. Doctor, if I'm going to get bad doctor, news, doctor, I want it from him because he's very doctor, handsome. Doctor, 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 doctor Irwin Redlander joins us now. MSNBC medical expert. Doctor Irwin Redlander. he became Doctor Dr. Irwin Redliner is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Oh, goodness. Hi, Dr. Redliner. Uh, sorry, to, sorry to be uh, uh, talking about such a, a terrible subject. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, he cannot hear us. Can you hear us, Doc? Uh-oh, he's frozen. Dr. Redliner. Dr. Redliner. Okay. Oh, are you back? We're back. Hey, Doc. Back. 
There you are. There we are. Yay. <laughs> Again, sorry it's just such a depressing subject. You know, you've been over helping, of course, kids in Ukraine. And I, it was it the last, I mean, I can't remember now when Uvalde happened. And you were, I mean, because obviously you're called on to comment on a lot of things as a pediatrician as someone that's you know worked with children for years and years and years and it's just here we are again right yeah actually it was may uh of last year when uvaldi happened and i was actually in lviv ukraine and i was about to give a report to msnbc about what i was seeing in lviv and i ended up having to comment actually wanting to comment about the shooting in uvaldi and uh yeah this is something i've been sort of it's in, been part of my agenda for many years in fact i've testified to the senate on this subject years ago and uh it's it's a phenomenon that is without per, without any sense of righteous appropriate behavior by the american governmental leadership from top to bottom you know, there's been a few, obviously, there's been Democrats who have supported uh, significant changes in our gun laws, but they've never been strong enough to overpower the gun lobbies who control the Republican Congress. And it's uh, it's a disaster for America's children. It's yeah. just as terrifying. As a pediatrician, I know you're not surprised, but... It- it really is a different level of depressing that guns is, has become the number one killer of American children, uh, overtaking cars, right? Yeah, you know, it's like it's hard to contemplate it. We're used to dealing with medical issues that we could either yeah. treat or we could provide a vaccine and prevent and so on. Uh, but the only prevention here, which is really what's needed, because you can't really treat a child who's been shot with an assault rifle and the caliber weapons uh, bullets that are used in those i i had been early in my career a pediatric intensive care unit director um, of a big pediatric uh, facility in miami florida but the point is that the treatment idea is is absurd and what you have to do is prevent it and you don't prevent it medically you have to prevent it politically and we seem not to be able to get our hands around this and actually solve it. Yeah. And they talk about you know, um, common sense gun laws. I, I think that's BS also, by the way. Yeah. I think we need very significant gun laws, not the so-called little tweaking of the gun laws. We cannot allow AR-15s to be manufactured and sold. And there should be a fine associated with people who own them. They have to turn them in. I wish there was a government buyback program for ARs, and I think we should. That should be proposed. Yeah. But we need a lot more extreme measures here. Yeah. It's too late. Little tweaking or modifications of gun laws. Doc, just you, too late right now. Right. Yeah, Doc. You've obviously just said, is it you know, ER as a, a pediatrician, you've treated gunshot wounds, and we've been you know, this discussion has come up again about Emmett Till's mother and about whether seeing autopsy photos, crime scene photos, whatever, what what's going to move the needle? I mean, as you said, you know, we're not used to seeing the level of anger that Jamal Bowman, you know, demonstrated yesterday. But what, what does what does move them, shake anything up, move the needle? Voting. Yeah. You can't, you cannot be represented in the Senate, in the House, in the state legislatures, 
by people who don't understand the severity of this problem and this this plague on America's children. If they don't understand it and won't take significant measures to deal with it, they do not deserve to represent you. We Everybody That's- was talking about this Representative Burchett, is his name, is from Tennessee, who just literally came out and said, we're not going to fix this. This is not, nothing more we can do. And then Mike, uh, Republican Mike Rounds, take a listen to this yesterday. I put myself in a position where I look at those, those families and, and I see these things and I look at my colleagues up here and there isn't anybody here that if they could find the right approach wouldn't try to do something because they feel that pain. And yet when we start talking about bans or challenging on the Second Amendment, I think the things that have already been done have gone about as far as we're going to with gun control. It's pretty stark to hear you say that you don't think there's anything else legislatively that Congress can do when it comes to guns. You voted against the gun safety legislation that was passed and signed into law last year. I mean, I, that's it. We've done all we're going to do, right? That he we, we're not going to. Yeah, he couldn't hear. Oh, audio. you can't hear the audio. I'm sorry. He said we've that's, done about. I, we've I, gone I, as far I, as we're going to go. We've done all we yeah. can do on guns, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I get the gist of that. And the other thing, this issue with the Second Amendment, I'm sick of it. It's complete misinterpretation. Of what is written in the Constitution? It's written in English, and it's interpreted in some gibberish to think that. We somehow have the equivalent of a militia that the founding fathers were writing about. We, we don't have that. We just have maniacs who think they need combat weapons in their house. Yeah. And uh, that has nothing to do with the intent or even the words that were actually written in the Second Amendment. It, it's. I'm so frustrated with this. The, I mean, the this disconnect, is, I have to hope you're right about voters, that the disconnect between guns becoming the number one killer of children and Republicans literally out loud saying, not going to fix it, done everything we can do. Really? You've done everything you can do and it's well, the number one killer of the, children. You know, Steph, I don't know, can you hear me? Because mm-hmm. yes. I keep losing your Uh-oh. audio here, but... Yeah, he keeps freezing. Yeah. Keep can going. you hear me? Yeah, yeah go yes, ahead, Doc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Both? Chris, I think we're frozen. Here I think we are frozen. On your side. Video, video is frozen, but we can hear you, Doc. Yeah, go ahead, Doc. Okay. I don't think he can hear us. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. All right. There he go. is. He's back. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I spoke too soon. Okay. <laughs> Let me say before, if we lose him, that uh, I just have to say I am always so uh, proud and honored to know Dr. Redletter. Yes. And he I, he just delivered these school buses to Ukraine, and uh, they thanked him. There was a they video. They sent a video that, of the that, member of parliament for the area that he um, yeah. th- that the buses went to. Yeah, uh, thanking him. A, a beautiful video thanking him. Yeah. And by the way, it's thanks to, uh, you know, the donations from all y'alls. And so thank you. He said, you capped school buses en route to Ukraine, partly uh, replacing buses stolen are destroyed by marauding Russians, leaving thousands of kids unable to attend school. Um, uh, it is six refurbished school buses. They moved them from Poland to Ukraine, where, uh, yeah, uh, obviously 10,000 kids were have been unable to attend school. So thanks to everyone that went to UkraineCap.org. Uh, Doc, are you back? I'm here. Okay, Yay! there you go. So uh, once again, congrats on all you're doing for kids in Ukraine. Yep. And, uh, you know, it just must break your heart that... It, <laughs> Our kids in America, it, it just are that the Republicans just literally passed something called the Parents' Bill of Rights that does not include the yeah. right to have your child come yeah. home from school alive, right? Yeah. Well, 
here's the here's the thing. Uh, you can still hear me, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. The final thing I want to say about this is the voters. If the voters don't express themselves on abortion, uh, on gun issues, if they can't express themselves enough to vote out these extreme Republicans and vote in people who care about these issues, then it's really an American public problem. It's not even really a members of Congress problem because we have the power to vote. If we didn't like having representatives who didn't care about gun control, then we would vote them out of office, wouldn't we? But apparently there's something that keeps us from actually acting in the only way we have available to us, which is voting, that keeps us from acting in enough numbers to stop some of this nonsense. Yep, yep. Oh, I, I know I'm talking to the to the converted to your you and your <laughs> listeners, yeah. but you know, figure out ways to try to get your neighbors and friends. I got plenty of them myself, including relatives who need a good talking to. Yeah. From you know Jamal Bowman. Yeah. I wish, I yep. wish I could just bring him with me, but um, yeah. And I mean, yeah. and and you know, honestly, you've been fighting the good fight on on just COVID, and and it's still killing what two thousand people a week. I you know, as a pediatrician, I thought of you when this new study came out um, about you know what, what um, it, the the number of miscarriages women that you know had COVID that were unvaccinated. And you remember the anti-vaxxers going, "Oh, pregnant women shouldn't get vaccinated." And you know, now of course we're learning the horrible truth about you know uh, what COVID in women's bodies have, you know, have caused the, the miscarriages. I mean, it, it's, ah, uh, it's just, it feels like an endless fight some days, doesn't it? Stephanie, do you think truth is the deciding factor for a lot of people who have these extreme views? We'd, we'd be, we'd have solved COVID. We'd have solved gun issues. We'd have fixed the abortion situation a long time ago. If it was just a matter of information and facts, but it's beyond that. It's into some surreal zone of misinformation taking a giant hold uh, on uh, the American public or a big segment of us. Yeah. And that's really what we have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Doc, thank you for doing the literally the Lord's work over there and, and over here. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Steph. All right, there it goes. Do you have any disgruntled employees? Hell, they're all disgruntled. I ain't running a damn daisy farm. My motto is do it my way or watch your butt. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Yes, former RNC chair Michael Steele. We're going to talk to him about his uh, small government party. Joe tweets, Republicans want to control what clothes you wear, what books you read, what history you learn, what medication you can take, what words you can say, what gender you are, who you can love or marry, what you can or can't do with your own body, blah, 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 blah. blah. How's that going with that whole small government situation? <laughs> okay. Uh, Shay yeah, is- it, it, it's, a, it's a classic hypocrisy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Shay in Chicago. Hello, Shay. Welcome. Hi, Steph. I love you guys. I, love I was you. so happy you wore the Right to Life T-shirt yesterday, and I just found out Andy is calling right to for a school oh March strike. for your lives. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Andy is calling for a school strike in March, everywhere from um, school kids um, from grade school to college on Friday, March twelfth, and for those who march in Washington. In front of the Capitol, we need posters that say "Ban Weapons of War." Right, and Shay, you're saying post- sorry. March, it's March 30th I now. I think they're saying March 31st I'm is sorry, when the march. Sorry, May. Yeah. Thank okay. you, Steph. Yeah, you're welcome. May 12th. Um, it's right before Mother's Day. Okay. And um, there uh, posters that say "Vote Republicans Out." And okay. other countries have billions of people marching. It's about time we step up. Yep, absolutely. All right, thank you, honey. Appreciate it. Um, Representative Torres yesterday. You know, in a rational world, there would be a ban on assault weapons and, and weapons of war. In a rational world, every gun would be registered and safely stored. Gun owners would be professionally trained. Gun sales would be subject to thorough background checks. But there's nothing rational about a political system that allows one senator from a state smaller than the Bronx to filibuster gun safety on behalf of 330 million Americans. And my message to my Republican colleagues is if you're not here to protect public safety, if you're not here to protect children from mass murder, then what are you here for? You have no business being in Congress. Yep. Um, can we skip to 17? I, I, this talking point about it's premature that they do every time, now yeah. is not the time. Yeah. When is the time to stop children from being slaughtered, if not right after right more after children happens. are slaughtered? Yeah. Right like, after I, it happens. Okay. Our thoughts are with the of course they um, are. families, the victims, yeah, yeah. with the community. We are grateful for the quick, rapid response of law enforcement. And oh I think with law, respect law, to law. any um, le- discussion of legislation, it, it's premature. Uh, there's an ongoing investigation, and I think we need to let the facts come out. Again, I mean, I think we're going to, we'll, when we get the, the facts in from this uh, current investigation, um, we'll, uh, we'll have a better assessment of that. But I think right now it's just premature to talk about yeah. it. And I, yeah. and I think there are a it's lot of uh, grieving, hurting mm. families in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Was it premature after Sandy Hook or Uvalde or Parkland or no? Oh, they just want it's to always about premature. The, mm-hmm. yeah. They want to know more about the killer and their motives so they can use that as a scapegoat as opposed to the thing that kills kids, yeah. guns. Yeah. Oh, that's speaking of which, um, noted fisting aficionado. Uh, Josh Ollie. Right. Oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Now now that now a warning about hate crime. Now he wants this investigated as a hate crime. Uh-huh. She was Christian. They went to a Christian school. Yeah. Yeah. Be- oh, yeah. Okay. This taking of innocent life was a horrific crime, but more specifically... It was a hate crime, a crime that, according to Nashville police, specifically targeted, that's their word, targeted the members of this Christian community, the members of this religious institution, its students, its educators, its employees. Let's be clear, Mr. President, federal law prohibits the targeting of violence against any American on the basis of religious affiliation or religious practice or religious belief. But that is, according to police, exactly what we saw happen. Ha, huh. 
it's here's a fun, not so fun fact. In 19, in 2021, Hawley was the only senator to vote against an anti-Asian hate crime bill uh, that directed the DOJ to exp- expedite the review of such crimes. At that time, he said it would turn the federal government into the speech police. Sure. Uh, uh, John Kennedy, who is, I forget if he's Madam or Flowers, but he uh, also said uh, we should turn it into a hate crime investigation for the targeting of Christians. Well, first of all, there's no right motive that it was Christians. She went to this school. We don't know. Seems like it was a grudge based on that. 29 minutes after the hour. Allowing children to fall victim to mass murder and mass shootings is a public policy choice that has been made in Washington, D.C. by Republicans, and I agree with you, it's a war on law enforcement, and it's a war on public safety, and it has to come to an end. You know, and we're not advocating for the elimination of all guns. Uh, you know, automobiles are dangerous, and we have safety standards that make automobiles safer. We should have safety standards that make guns safer. That is common sense, but Republicans are at war with common sense. Thank you. It is the Stephanie Miller Show. Our former RNC chair, Michael Steele, coming up. Mm-hmm. And to, it's, it's, uh, excavate all my daddy issues. My dad oh, was God. also chairman of the RNC. Okay. Are we gonna just have, makes things a lot more gonna complicated. Have the crew it makes it awkward. Huh? Are we, we going to have the crew in the house tonight? <laughs> Nerd. Okay. <laughs> Bobby in North Carolina. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> hey, great morning, everybody. Uh, first thing I want to say is... Uh, Real quick, Tuesday, you guys did a segment on um, beavers. Yes. That yeah. needs to be a regular repeat. Beaver stack. Oh, beaver stack has been a, a segment yeah. for years, Bobby. How dare you Ooh. not know that? Well, that one, I mean, that segment that you guys did yeah. right there was yeah. tremendous. This is your, be- your beaver news I, uh, center. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I like my beaver stuff. Yeah. Um, Thank you. But you know, you. Nice what's going on now? Uh, a couple of things here. First of all, with them talking about uh, Emmett Till's mother having his body shown, right now we just have gotten every book about Emmett Till in Florida banned. Yeah. By yeah. that coming up. Yeah, of course. And uh, I want to say, you know, that you know, parents' bill of rights. You know, that parents need to know what's going on in the school, what's going on. You know, they've had an issue uh, that addressed that in for decades. It's called the PTA. Get your yeah. ass out of the house yeah. and go to the meeting. Yeah, and work with your kids' teachers, not against Thank them. You. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I got I to gotta preach an amen for Bobby. And a suggestion that we might want to start doing beaver stack. More beaver stack. Mm. I, I I gave you a story that featured Beaver County in it yesterday. Yes. Oh, did you? Oh, the Pennsylvania story. Yeah. Oh, good. Did it involve? Is that wait? Is that where Exit sixty nine is? Big no, Beaver that, Road. That's, that's Michigan. Big oh, Beaver Road Michigan. is exit. Ex- yes, it is exit sixty nine. Detroit, Michigan. Yes. <laughs> that is true. That is fact. Okay, um, Don Jr. Who I'm, I don't. Am I, I a reliable witness I, for the fact that Don Jr. might be, you know, trust him on COVID. when he says, yeah. Don Jr.'s son. Oh. Okay. What do you want me to play first? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's all on Coke. Don Jr.'s on Coke. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this is, a, yeah. God, he just feels like he's found his reason for living, right? Right. That this, it was a trans shooter in uh, uh, Nashville. Oh, my God, folks. It's literally happening. It's happening. The media is framing the Nashville, Tennessee murder 
of three innocent young children and three adults at a Catholic school as dangerous for the trans community. When, when a Christian school was shot up and Christian children killed in cold blood by a trans murderer with a manifesto that says, you mess with our kids, we'll kill your kids. Yes, Travis. Um, we don't know what the manifesto says, right. Don Jr. Right. Right. And secondly, Don Jr. is on coke. Thank you. Okay. Um, and also, this, like we just said before the break, this is not the random targeting of Christian kids. She's a Christian kid yeah. who went to this Christian yep. school. Yep. Clearly, whatever this is, is a grudge against this school. It's not against Christians. And we were saying, like, obviously, there, you, there's all kinds of speculation until we know for sure. <coughs> oh. Excuse me, but you know it's been circulated in certain places that there was molestation. We've heard that in a bunch of Catholic schools uh, or whatever. We don't know yet right. what happened to her, what's right. in the manifesto, all of that. But this is not the random targeting of Christians. This is obviously someone that it's, it's one of your typical and school or workplace grudges that God knows, you know. We need to wait for right. the police to come out. Exactly. They know the the the, the shooter told a friend. Yeah. It will be very clear why I did what I did. Right. Yeah. There's there there will be no doubt once we see yeah. whatever the police have. Well right. But also what he's talking about is yes, this is the headline. Fear pervades tra Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. We were already fearing for our lives. Now it's even worse. And it's because of douchebags like Don Jr. Yeah. Like, yes, of course, like and it's not the media framing this, is that's the problem. Is that that, you know, Obviously, we have the statistics about how often trans people are already targeted. Um, within 10 minutes of police saying the suspect was transgender, the hashtag uh, uh, trans terrorism trended on Twitter. The New York Post headline, transgender killer targets Christian school. Again, so disingenuous to not say this is a Christian who was, ra who was schooled at this Christian school. Right. And I, I read a statistic yesterday out of the thousands of, sh of shooters that we've had in the past few yeah. years, three were transgender. Yeah. This is not an epidemic yeah. yes. of transgender yes. shootings. Yeah. Such a small... A, a trans tiny... activist in, in Tennessee right. said, we are terrified for the LGBTQ community here. More blood's going to be shed and it's not going to be shed in a school. I mean, yeah. All right. So we do we need to have some more? Oh, God. They're, blame, they're, they're covering up. The nonsense. Remember, folks, there's a clear epidemic of trans or non-binary mass shooters. People we, who, according to the CDC, make up 0.6% of the adult population of this country. You added four. children, and it's significantly less. The media is totally silent, except for to blame you or to call you a bigot for pointing out the trend. Okay. I oh. love also how they pick and choose right the trans part and not the white christian part yeah <laughs> right. oh yeah they're focused on that part <laughs> it's another white christian terrorist but you know they have to be you know as you said chris four four is a rash four is a, a out of yeah 11 is it 11 billion it's 11 billion thousands in um, the past few years by the way, why do things like this just bring out douchebags? Uh, police have responded to fake calls of shootings at schools and other threats in nearly a dozen communities yeah. in Pennsylvania on Wednesday, prompting significant law enforcement presence and lockdowns throughout the state. The fake calls known as swatting are yep. when 
hoax reports are made to prompt a large police response, causing chaos and concern for schools, parents, and first responders. This is not the time to be a douchebag. And secondly, a lot of times people get hurt or killed in situations like this because they don't know what's real and what's fake. This was going down right after the show yesterday because I I looked over at Chris and said there's a lockdown in Pennsylvania. And then right. I started reading the tweet threads, swatting, and then it, then it, then it became clear that like, oh no, this isn't just this is a th- th- people are making crank calls. Someone like called in and said that they were in a bathroom, yeah, with the doors locked, hiding from a gunman. I mean, like really dark stuff. And they were like I said, they were doing it all over. Yeah. But at first, it was like, yeah, oh, here we go again. By the way, I apologize if we repeat sound bites, but um, <clears throat> Bonnie is in charge of which uh, things I'm able to mark off my list or not. She's got her head on the. Okay, let's you know. She's lost the will to live. Let's take a call. She's <laughs> producing the show now. <laughs> she is, Linda. She's like, I would like to hear that Bowman thing again. I'm gonna lay on that. <laughs> Linda in Illinois. Hello, Linda. Hi, Steph. Hi, Hi. Mooks. Um, yeah, I was just gonna call. I was hoping that Carl Frisch would be on today. So I was kind of disappointed about that. Oh, he has, but a, I just he has an important, kind of quickly... an important school board thing. But go ahead. Yeah, fancy school board yeah. member. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to share that I live in Illinois and um, live in Ronald Reagan's hometown, by the way. But I have always voted Democrat, or at least lately. And I got a mailing in my mailbox about a voter guide for the election, for school board elections. It was put out by the Democratic Party of Illinois. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really good because it was telling people who, you know, who would vote for I was wondering if other states did that too with their Democratic Party, because I think that they all should. Yeah, I. So. I yeah, I don't know. I uh, I just know that more people like Carl Frisch need to run for school board. And uh, what is our friend Natalie is running for city council? Natalie Ziemba, run for something. That's my point. My point is run for something. Yes. Okay. Uh, you right. should run for something, Stephanie. Yeah, sure, absolutely. There is a huge groundswell of support for that. <laughs> Let's Chris go has to... got that video to leak. He's been sitting on it yeah. for years now. I've been waiting to leak. You this know what video. it is? There's too much. So now you just be like, you just be like numb because you couldn't uh, pick anything. Right. You're like, there's so many like, things that could disqualify. I don't even know which one to pick. I, I don't just... want to do an entire dump. I was gonna wait till there's so much that you're paralyzed. I see. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Bill and that, New that's Jer- smart. You just do the cooter video. That's all you got to do. Cooter Libby. <laughs> cooter Libby, 2024. Hello, Bill in New Jersey. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good, go ahead. Great. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this thing with the Emmett Till uh, image that it would be good to show one of these kids after what happened, but I don't think we should put that on their parents. That they, you know, well, it would be uh, up to I the parents, parents, obviously. I don't mean well, against parents' I, will, obviously, yeah, you know. But I would. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. I would use it. I would use a cadaver instead, someone who's already donated their body to science to save other people. That's... And, uh, or, you know, a pig or something that died in its sleep last night or something. But what would that do? Is he with me? I can't really tell. I lost track of where that was going. Yeah, I think he was. A cadaver pig? with me. A pig that died in its sleep? Like, okay, I, like the ones that I, like, I dissected fetal pigs in, in high we, school. Have we gone around the I bend? I think we've gone around the where we're at. Okay, let's get to the story about Tucker Carlson calling Sidney Powell the C-word. Okay. Because that's just fun. 
That's also oh part my of the bigger God. story of the, the, the mess that is Fox News. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they're a mess over there. God. Like you haven't sent this tweet about me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that. I hope she's punished. Wow. I just, I oh, just dear got that God. message from Travis yesterday. Right? And why wouldn't you? I mean, I, the newly released communication. My autotype does it. <laughs> <laughs> I've trained my phone. They show that the Fox News fact-checking team, known internally as the Brain Room, informed Fox hosts and executives that there was no evidence to support claims being made by Trump that his uh, the election was rigged by widespread fraud. In one exchange, Carlson raged in text to his producers that Sidney Powell, who was at the right... Mm-hmm. Crazy lady. When a Fox News staffer uh, sent Carlson a report that Powell had been shunned by the Trump team over her deranged claims, the Fox News host replied, that I hope she's punished. I'm going to destroy her, said the staffer. And then they kept putting her on the air. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Sidney Powell is lying, Carlson said in one message that was previously reporting. Bitch. Hmm. She's a psychopath. She's getting Trump all spun up and has zero evidence, the Fox staffer replied. Bitch, Carlson added. Crazy person. Earlier this month during his coverage of the January 6th attack. This was just, wasn't this a couple weeks ago, Travis? A couple weeks ago. uh, Tucker Carlson said the protesters were angry. They believed the election they had just voted in had been unfairly conducted, and they were right. In retrospect, it's clear the 2020 election was a grave betrayal of American democracy. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, they have to be forced to go on the air. Yep. Not just pay money. Go on the air and admit all of this, that these are their private texts and they're lying and they know they're lying about all of it. I would totally be happy if they had to open each of their shows and say, hi, I'm Tucker Carlson. I will lie to you. Enjoy the show. Yeah. Rupert Murdoch uh, wrote to Fox News CEO Suzanne Scott on January 20th, 2021. He believed Trump's uh, uh, claims that the 2020 election were stolen were pretty uh, were pretty much a crime that led directly to the January 6th attack on the Capitol by a pro-Trump mob. The more I think about McConnell's remarks or the or complaint, the more I agree. Murdoch wrote. Remember, McConnell mm-hmm. condemned it. Uh, Trump insisting on the election being stolen and convincing 25% of Americans was a huge disservice to the country, pretty much a crime. Inevitable, it blew up January 6th. Uh, best we don't mention his name unless essential and certainly don't support him. I know he's being over-demonized, but he brought it on himself. How can you over-demonize someone trying to overthrow the government of the United... Okay, whatever. Um Question to Murdoch. Is it fair to say you seriously doubted any claims of massive election fog? Answer, oh, Yes. Question, and you seriously doubted it from the very beginning? Answer, yes. I mean, we thought everything was on the up and up. I think that was shown when we announced Arizona. Oh, my God. Suzanne Scott, the CEO, Fox CEO. Uh, she, uh, blah, 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 blah. oh, she was writing about, uh, to whoever, the other programming head, mm-hmm. um, insisting that Fox jur- News journalists stop fact-checking Trump claims. She wrote, uh, I'm going to address this with you and Jay and Lowell tomorrow. This is bad business, and there's clearly a lack of understanding what's happening in these shows. The audience is furious, and we are uh, feeding just feeding them material. Bad for business. She said our talent must stop disrespecting the audience, meaning by telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I can't keep defending these uh, um Reporters, reporters who don't understand what our viewers and how to handle stories. The audience feels we crap, we uh, crapped on and have damaged their trust and belief in us. We lost twenty five thousand subs from Fox Nation. We can fix this, but we can't smirk at our viewers any longer. Um, she was pushing to book Pillow Guy, Mike Lindell. Because he would get ratings. Executives at all levels of Fox um, knowingly opened Fox's airwaves to false conspiracy theories about Dominion. Dominion wrote in the, the I mean, 
Good God, I'm not a lawyer. They are guilty but AF. holy crap. Yeah. Like, wow. they have just a mountain of, of documented evidence of this. Burying them. Yeah. Oh, my God. C-word. There was wow. one yesterday also where Tucker, apparently Tucker told his producers, we have to book Mike Pillow because he's the only one who's keeping the lights on here. Yeah, they need the my, the my pillow. We, we, we need oh to we need God. to keep booking him because he's the, he's the only advertiser we have. Oh my God! Okay, Sydney Powell, call me. If we can commiserate about being called the c word. She's busy putting a star on top of a Christmas tree somewhere right now. <laughs> Forty nine minutes after Look. the <laughs> looky what he can do. The twenty first century is a very dangerous century. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Six minutes after the hour, former RNC chair Michael Steele. Mm-hmm. Coming up. <laughs> what? God. Dave in Florida. Hello, Dave. Hey, good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Dave How's is you there, man. Today? Hi, Dave. <laughs> Go ahead. First of all, for the people sitting on hold, thank you for cutting out Don Jr.'s voice when he was talking. Okay. And the second thing that I have to say is, for all the people screaming about the Second Amendment, here's your musket. Shut the heck up. Yeah. I will take your answer off the air. Okay. Thank you very oh, much. well, All right. thank you. No further questions. Okay. All right. Can I just say Jamie Raskin once again on fire? Uh, this time about uh, uh, the, them visiting J6 terrorists in jail. The very same members who have come together today to denounce crime in Washington and the response of the D.C. government that they know very little about are astonishingly many of the same members who visited violent criminals in the D.C. jail and praised them as heroes and political prisoners as if they were Nelson Mandela or Alexei Navalny. What an obscenity and what a disgrace to this institution. And uh, Representative Moskowitz also. Nice to Fire. Yeah. You know, I want to thank the majority for finding the time to fit this hearing in between attending former President Donald Trump's memorial service to David Koresh just last week, who was a real advocate for young girls uh, in this country. Oh. Bam. Alpha wow. liberals I'm in the house. You, Moskowitz is one to watch. Yeah. This freshman. Eric Swalwell, alpha liberal. Jim Jordan's obstruction of justice committees that he's overseen have less cre- credibility today than they did when we convened just three weeks ago. It's now 321 days since this subpoena was sent to Jim Jordan that he did not comply with. So it's comical that we are here today under Jim Jordan's leadership asking people why they don't want to comply with subpoenas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Eric Swalwell. Okay, former RNC chair and MSNBC contributor Michael Steele coming up on The Stephanie Miller Show. The Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left. 
Yeah, I think the New York one is the least interesting. The Mar-a-Lago documents one is more interesting. The insurrection case is really, really interesting and significant because not only is it a very significant case on the merits because of what happened that day, but you also have the overlay of Fannie Willis's case in Georgia, which is yep. looking at the same thing. Senator uh, Whitehouse, fulfilling our need for mindless speculation of three hours of radio a day. Okay, uh, one more, Senator Whitehouse. And the evidence converges around that funny little character, Jeffrey Clark, who was operating in the Department of Justice, apparently on behalf of Trump, seeking to become Trump's attorney general, if you can believe it, by interfering more in the Georgia election. So it gets really interesting is if the Jack Smith federal investigation and the Fannie Willis-Georgia investigation end up uh, supporting one another. Ooh, ruthlessly absurd. (laughs) We collided getting to that. Okay. Um, Yeah, a lot of speculation on what is happening in Manhattan. So I don't know. Palmer Report saying, just to correct the misleading headlines, the Manhattan Grand Jury meets again next Monday and Wednesday uh, and then has a month off. So if Bragg is looking to indict Trump before the hiatus, he could still easily do it next week. Um, Again, Travis, I don't know whether, again, we're hearing different things, whether they're going to meet about different things, whether the delay is related to the other huge story that Alan Weisselberg has fired his Trump funded lawyers which generally is a harbinger if you're looking at Stephen uh, or excuse me Michael Cohen mm-hmm. and uh Cassidy Hutchinson it means that he might flip that he might be ready to tell the truth he's been in Rikers for what five months or something so I don't know if the delays related to that there's speculation that they're waiting for Georgia I don't know why um all of this is speculation yeah Harry Lippman's obviously not happy about it he said uh, set to take a break here no evidence for a month due to a previously scheduled hiatus huh that's nuts and it's not just because of a previous schedule must be a tactical decision perhaps having to do with Fulton County and not going first I I I can't imagine are they polite chipmunks or gophers or whatever these rodents are that we play gophers yeah after you oh no you first thank you okay uh but anyway i the other thing so yeah so they're saying so it would be april 5th that's what i mean i don't know if they meet wednesday they say they're going on break which would be this coming wednesday so i don't know whether they meet monday and wednesday if weisselberg has in fact flipped then we might hear something next week i before the break if not they're saying it would be it would be late april if there wasn't a happen before the break Um, Right. They're saying if any indictment is to come, then it would be pushed to late April at the earliest, although it's possible the schedule should change. So I think the point is no one really knows anything. Right. (laughs) However, all of the last five minutes were complete conjecture. I've got three hours to fill, Chris. Back up. This was built built for radio. Um, Here's but here's the other big story everybody was talking about, not just the speculation about what this means with Weisselberg's attorney, but they're saying uh, the Manhattan grand jury that has been weighing potential hush money charges against Trump since mid-January could have voted Monday. We just wouldn't know it yet, former prosecutors say, meaning he could have already been indicted. Mm -hmm. That would be sealed, I guess, for some amount of time. I don't, I mean, don't ask me. Uh, NBC reporting tomorrow. NBC reporting that the grand jury is not meeting for the rest of this week, but that could be because the panel's done with its work, some ex-prosecutors are saying. If they've already voted to indict, the DA's office does not need to file the indictment immediately. Instead, they could slow walk 
the post-vote process for days, forestalling the moment when Trump is officially indicted, as is their discretion and power to do so. According to experts, the defendant is only officially indicted when the jury foreperson signs an actual hard copy indictment, and that document is then filed under seal with the court clerk's office. Prosecutors often forestall these two crucial steps, signing and filing, former prosecutors say. In Trump's case, that could delay when prosecutors tell his legal team he's been indicted if it comes to that. Um, well, now I think God. Trump was right, and they did vote last Tuesday in a secret meeting of the grand jury. Ha, 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 ha. Like they weren't supposed to be there, but they did vote to indict him, and Trump was right, and they said, no, we're going to make Trump be wrong, and we're going to be sassy little bitches about this, and we're not going to let him have his day. That's what I think I don't happened. think the term sassy bitches was used, but... Otherwise, uh, you could you be correct. What? You know what? You don't know. Yeah. And, I, and this that, is wild. That is conjecture, this is con- This is what I am speculating. What is mindless speculation for? <laughs> Let me dream big that Hang somebody on. said that he was a sassy bitch. I'm not done. Assuming Trump would then tell the world a post-vote delay would give law enforcement the time needed to prepare for any unrest. Again, if it comes to that, if they voted and haven't filed it yet, we the public will never know that information, said one attorney. Uh, given the un- up barricades in front of the courthouse, they took them down. Did yeah, okay. given the unusual nature of this case, you're potentially indicting a former president. The logistics are unprecedented, so they're going to want as much time as possible. The uh, the grand jury met last mo- last met Monday afternoon hearing. For- that was the <laughs> leaky Pecker day. <laughs> David Pecker testified. If Pecker was indeed the prosecution's final mop-up witness, as seems possible, then the grand jurors will still have more time, more than an hour, to get instructions on the law, deliberate, and then vote before going home Monday night. Deliberations and voting often take uh, as little as five minutes, ex-prosecutors say, because an indictment vote does not need to be unanimous, and the standard of proof, a mere preponderance of the evidence, is so low. I think the longest deliberation I've ever had was an hour, and it was probably one of these monster cases, said this one attorney. Lots of defense lots of evidence, wiretaps. Those cases are going to take a while, but this is going to be a relatively short vote. Once there's a vote to indict, the prosecutor can, prosecutor can thank the grand jurors for the work, send them all home, but tell the four person to re- return a loan to sign the indictment on any day that suits their timing. Indictments are always filed with the clerk immediately after they are signed by the four person. Um, only then, after that visit to the clerk's office, would Trump then officially be indicted. Dear God. <laughs> so, our possibilities are... I've already been indicted. We don't know yet. It's under seal. Weisselberg could actually be flipping. Maybe that is the final piece they're waiting for. They could vote on it before they mm-hmm. go on break next week. Yeah, or they or, voted on it last or, Tuesday to make Trump right and didn't tell him so right. they could be a sassy bitch. Sassy little bitches. That would be the sassy little bitch. Theory. Theory. Brought to you by Travis Bone. Thanks, Travis. You know, I'm trying to help. I don't. <laughs> I don't. these three There's hours. There's a lot of... You know what? I also feel like these a lot of these papers had a lot of time to fill as well. They're kind of like the written version of radio. Oh, I'm going to do a test. Well, I just, okay. Prosecutors would likely wait until right after indictment is filed to let Trump's legal team know they need to bring him in. The probable course after it's been filed is to call the defense lawyer up and say, we want your guy to surrender on a particular date. That's an option he has. If he doesn't choose to exercise that option, he doesn't have to. Uh, he will, however, ultimately be arrested. Your call. Days before the phone call is made, the district attorney will already have warned local law enforcement that big news is about to break to be ready for potential reaction. I assume they did all that last week, Chris, like you were just saying, because mm-hmm. of stupid Trump. Yeah. He was the only one that said it. Right. He was going to be arrested, but I guess they had to prepare. Well, Trump riled to... up his base, right. and the right. base was ready to riot. Right. They had to, um, they had to prepare for something. Right. 
Uh, well, I carry the four. Huh? Um, okay, so uh, they're saying uh, the office of Alvin Bragg has already had a deal with a hoax bomb threat, anti-anthrax scare. He said uh, Trump has vilified Bragg one, as an animal and a racist. A recent uh, troth, truth, trance, tranche, something. Uh, showed a photo with, yeah, with the baseball bat. As for Trump's potential surrender date, it would likely be only a few days after Trump learns through his lawyers that he has been indicted. I wouldn't give him any time, said another attorney. Give him time to rally people all over the country to come for a riot. I think that's a bad idea. You don't want him to be able to assemble a mob. So that could be a part of what's going on here, too. Is they're, you know, obviously aware of what a clear and present danger he is, and they're trying to... I, 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 who knows? Or again, this is going to wait a month for whatever reason. I, it's hard to say. What, well, to their credit, they only used the word "if" nine times in that news story. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, they obviously had a lot of pages to fill. Like I have three hours to fill. If, if doesn't seem like a reporting of fact. <laughs> if I'm going to guess from the uh, latest statement from the bassinet of the 45th president, Uh-oh. though, that uh, is, he, is he yelling this morning? Which one is this? He's 0 for 2 so far. Uh, A, he was not arrested last Tuesday, and B, I do not think Alvin Bragg has dropped this case. Essential. Okay. Isn't that the last thing he said? Trump, he's yeah. already dropped it. Yeah. Which seems like this would be an unnecessary screech from the baby's bassinet, but okay. He continued uh, this morning to use his uh, Trump. My favorite. To lash out at anyone who mentions or even hints that he might be indicted. Um, oh, this was a Charles Blow column. Uh, <laughs> Early in Charles Blow. Yeah, what you do? Both. <laughs> Both. <Okay. laughs> he yes. wrote that the former president, by virtue of his Waco speech, remains dangerous and that he hasn't grown much personally or politically since then. He's more sure of himself, more vulgar, and more. but narcissism is still his engine. Ultimately, if his legal issues don't do him in, his inability to grow beyond nostalgia and negativity could. Uh, Trump trothed. Racist columnist Charles Blowhard. Oh. God. It's probably not, um, yeah, that is definitely not the first time Charles Blow has heard that. Yes. Yeah. Of the failing New York Times, a sick degenerate who doesn't like our country or the values that made it great prior to its, its massive failure over the last two years, writes that I should be prosecuted by the radical left Soros-backed lunatics, even without evidence, because I'm white. That's not what Charles Blow said at all, but okay. Okay. No. Uh, Okay, yeah. uh, oh, right. And also, Blow didn't mention race at all in this comment. That's no. not important. Okay. Uh, what has a country come to? With Blowhard's racist words and innuendo, dumb as he is, bad things happen, and we are now a nation in decline, being stupidly led into World War Three. Oh, was that the other? Oh, 2022? That was the other thing. Oh, is that if Obama had stayed or Hillary came in, we would have had World War Three, Nuclear yeah, well, War? It, it, yeah, something? He, he builds up to it in North, 21 days. But Obama oh. was term limited. That's not important. Now, okay. All right, let's start with 21. Why not? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Okay. They think Biden's weak. They're willing to test this man. Well, he doesn't like Biden. He doesn't respect Biden. He respected me a lot. Uh-huh. We started off rough. If you remember Little Rocket Man and all the different things that were said. Remember he said, we have a big red button on my desk. He said that. <laughs> I said, I have a bigger button and my button works, if you remember. And everyone said, oh, that's tough right in. And then what happened is... I got a call just before the Olympics in South Korea. I got a call, and they want to set up a meeting, and we had a meeting, and, you know, we get along great. And we had no problem with Kim Jong-un for four years. You. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. Which, by the way, what audience was that? What? I, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> called into a podcast that was doing a live okay. taping, I guess. Right. Okay. Oh, and this is his playing the hits again. Mm-hmm. J6 
prisoners and he's Elvis. Oh, no, no, and... 22. You need 22 for your nuclear war. Oh, I thought we did that already. No. no? Oh, pardon me. Let's get to that first. Yeah. Had Obama stayed, if that were possible, or if Hillary came in, you would have had a nuclear war between them and the United States. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I met with Obama after, you know, you do the right. ritual, and I met with Obama, the single biggest thing he brought up was North Korea. That was the biggest problem he considered. And I took it down to a non-problem, not much of a problem. And we would, we did a great job with North Korea. He likes me. I like him. I get along with him great. He gets along with me great. Yeah, it's, still it's a all great. Yeah, it's all great. It he's, was, not, he's not a dangerous it, lunatic it anymore. Neither are you. testing while you were president. I, am I incorrect that they got more nukes under his? Yeah. yeah. He did nothing. Just got a photo op stepping over the whatever. Correct. Yeah. Okay, great. He's, if I mentioned he's the worst negotiator in the world. Okay. Uh, and this is the, this thing. How does it feel to be number one on the Billboard chart, sir? Oh, God. Well, you know who, who are is the J6 bag? prisoners. They're number one because uh, they asked me if I'd do that. And the money goes to them, and it's a beautiful thing. And it was number one on every chart, including Billboard. Yeah. Uh, it was. It started off on iTunes, and it went to Amazon, and then it hit mm. Billboard. That's the big And Number two was the Taylor Swift, and number three was Molly Cyrus. <laughs> I was very honored. I said, maybe I'm the new Elvis. He said Molly Cyrus? He said Molly okay, Cyrus. Is, was that the actual audience from Idiocracy? Or what? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Oh my God! They're just like a bunch of demented barking seals. What? The last room I'd ever want to be in. I went Brando. Okay. Wow. That was. It's what plants crave. Huh? It's what plants crave. Yeah, it is what plants crave. Thank you for that. All right, former RNC chair Michael Steele to explain himself and his entire party when we come back. She's your human Prozac. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. You got the kind of lover that can be so smooth Give me your heart and make it real Or else forget about it What? It is the Stephanie Miller Show. Welcome to it. RNC Chair, former RNC Chair Michael Steele coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Stormy Daniels is going to host a Q&A session on her uh, OnlyFans <laughs> profile. All right. Uh, as the, uh, uh, you know... Mindless speculation continues to swirl about what's happening in Manhattan. You should subscribe and ask her some questions. Yeah. Uh, Daniels uh, wrote about what participants in the event will hear her answers uh, straight from the horse's mouth. That's funny because he calls her horse face. She has a good sense. She's funny. She does. She is funny. I like that in my porn stars. Jerry in Florida. Hello. Because when you're watching porn, the first thing you want to do is just laugh up Is she funny? Right. Yes. Yes. Hello, Jerry. (laughs) Hey, Stephanie, I just wanted to chime in as an African-American about the, and just as a citizen, how I feel about using Emmett Till's image, that that's going to change anything. It won't, because after Emmett Till, you know, those photos were were shown primarily in our community. The people in the South, evil white men, Klansmen, they still lynch black people. They still made black people disappear. They still beat up John Lewis and others. 
Yeah. It, no, it's it, it's it a good, you know, anything. Jerry, you're you're right. It's that's a good point. I think what we're saying is is anything going to at least move the needle? You know, like I'm I, I know what you're saying. That it's didn't make racism go problem. away. Right. This isn't going to solve gun violence. But, you know, I, when you've got GOP people saying there's nothing we can do, there's no more we can do. When, you know, guns have just become the number one killer of our kids, it, it seems like there's something more they could do, don't you think? Well, we know there's something they can do, and it's not even just the NRA. My personal belief, and I live in the South, I've traveled in the South, though I'm from New York, I'm retired, I live down here in Florida now. The mentality of these people is generational. Their parents, their grandparents, they grew up with guns, using guns to commit evil. It's inbred within them. And I don't know what it will ever do to change them. They have no morality. Everything the answer is violence. That's just the way they are. It's terrible. I I know it's bad, but when you listen to that congressman from Tennessee Mm -hmm. and the way he reacted when they confronted him about his right to bear arms and don't tell him what to do as far as taking a family picture with AR-15s on Jesus' birthday— it just shows you who these people are in yeah. their head. Yeah. Just Jerry, I, I hate to, you know, I hate to say it's depressing, but your point is well taken in that people made the comment after Sandy Hook that when that became okay, and let's just say it out loud, little white kids, yeah. right? When it became okay that mm-hmm. children died, but also little white kids, you know, it, when if we didn't do anything after that, right? I mean, it, it, you're right. It, it is a depressing commentary on our country when, you know, Hakeem Jeffries says, this is un-American. Sadly, it's not. It's uniquely American to let this this carnage continue. And the rest of the world thinks we're insane. 29 minutes after the hour, former RNC chair, MSNBC contributor, Michael Steele, next. identified as a man she was mentally ill probably taking hormones and she went in and murdered children and adults in this christian school in nashville so if you want to have a good talk about schools and protecting children we need to talk about protecting our children the same way we protect our president we protect our celebrities we protect reclaiming my time okay i'll yield thank you mr chairman You know, there are six people that are dead in that school, including three children, because you guys got rid of the assault weapons ban. Because you guys made it easy for people who don't deserve to have weapons, who are mentally incapable of having weapons of war, being able to buy those weapons and go into schools. Yeah. Okay, that would be uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is the uh, mayor. Okay, let's make Michael Steele answer for her and his entire <laughs> awful, awful party. Hi, good morning, former RNC chair Michael Steele. How are you? Hey, what's up, player? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's explain why you're on today. Because my big sister Mary wrote to me and said, "Can I have Michael Steele's uh, email?" And so I wrote to you and I said, "This is my big sister Mary, who is a." you know, obviously a fan of yours, but not as creepy as I am about you. And she wrote and said, no, no, I'm as creepy as my little sister about you. And just, she's a huge fan. 
Oh, I, yes. No, it was very nice to connect with Mary. And it's always so good to be with you. Oh. How you been? You're looking well, good. You too. Hmm. All right. Let's <laughs> Stop it. see. Creepy already. Uh-huh. That's all right. But, I, you know, you bring up my uh, my sister Mary and uh, both of our daddy issues because, as you know, our dad was chairman of the RNC. Yes. And... <laughs> Which I still, he, he, he must be sitting there going, what the hell happened? Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> what, happened? what happened? I almost wore my Goldwater Miller t-shirt for you. But uh, so wait, first of all, you are still a member of the Republican Party. I am. I am. Dear, and and, and there, there, there are uh, philosophical and political reasons. The philosophical reason is that I still am grounded to uh, the Lincoln principles that drew me into the party as a young man, the things that probably drew your dad into the party as a young man. Um, and and what made him, like myself, uh, be committed to promoting the ideas of free markets and individual liberties and et cetera, right? So those things still have value. Even in this marketplace, they still have value. The problem is that no one's articulating those values. Um, the party writ large has basically crapped all over those values and have decided to poop out Trump at every turn. Right. And, and so the reality um, uh, philosophically is there is no mooring. Uh, any longer so i'm 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 the fool who's sitting there going okay I, i'm i'm just going to you know take this i'm going to plant it in the granite i'm not going to put a rope around it and tie it to the party and try to hold it to these things by reminding um, the party of why we were once you know considered a a you know a, a party that people wanted to be a part of and our our ideas mattered so michael the political i piece went is, to, i went to catholic school i'm not a yeah. catholic anymore michael my point is stop it <laughs> how does this his, party represent anything that you just said or are well, talking about well that's I mean, the pro- but that's yeah. the point no and that's exactly the point it did at one time it did i mean it won national elections uh it it you know it it, it had people representing its interests um, at the grassroots level. I mean, you, you, we can't we can't take what the party is doing to itself now and project it back 160 years and say it's always been that way because we know that's not true. But do and, you and see so, any reasonable chance at this moment that your party is going to come back to any sense of sanity? No, no, there isn't. Yeah. No, there isn't. Which gets to the second point, which is the political point. I stay in because it pisses them off. <laughs> because because the easiest thing to do is leave right that they want that they want they want me and Liz Cheney and others to be excised from the party um the longer you stay uh, the more you hold up the mirror to to show them that dorian gray image of what they've become um the i think it's i think it's valuable so when that point does come and it breaks then you can walk out. I can walk out with clean hands and say, "All right, MFR, I tried. Yeah. I did everything I could." All right, so you bitches are on your own. <laughs> okay, that's how this See, works. See, this is why I fall in love with you every time, even though you tell me you're the scorpion that's going to sting me when we get to the other side of the Trump River. Um, <laughs> I saved a tweet for you though, because I got to say, how does this reconcile with any kind of small government? You know, party that Joe tweets, Republicans want to control what clothes you wear, what books you read, what history you can learn, what medication you can take, what words you can say, what gender you are, who you can love or marry, what you can or cannot do with your own body. I mean, what 
So we have become, Stephanie, the thing that we always railed against. We have become the very thing. I mean, it is the quintessential moment of projection where all those things that we that we said uh, about others um, doing to us, right? You know, making these claims that, you know, you know, they, they want to take away our freedoms. They want to take away our liberties. They want to take away our rights. Well, you just went through the checklist of things that the party has done in the last seven years and continues to do. Um, and, and so it's there is no expectation um, by me or any others, I, I would say, that they're just going to wake up tomorrow, have a V8 and decide, oh, <laughs> We were wrong. Oh, can't say that. Wow, you filthy. You're working blue, Michael Steele. Right. <laughs> you I'm, can't say that on my little family radio show. Go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. I, I take that out. Thank okay. Can <laughs> yeah. I say too a nasty late. word? Yeah. Okay. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> um, but you, you, you can't, you can't, um, you can't take, you can't sit there and, and, and think that somehow it's all going to correct itself in a matter of days, weeks, or even years. Uh, this, this infection is is now in the bone marrow of the party um and you you won't be able to get it out and 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 so it has to go through the natural processes of dying i think um and the question becomes because we believe that we need a viable political system Mm -hmm. we you know i'm not sitting there going oh you know all d's all the time hell no right that's Mm -hmm. not the plan so you want you want to create a space or lane in which something else grows ideologically, politically, philosophically, that that challenges the system, that represents the array of points of view out there along the political spectrum. And you have an opportunity, whether that's in the form of a, uh, you know, New Jack Republican Party, or if it's a you know, uh, uh, an earlier uh, vintage uh, that's reemerges, whatever it happens to be, something else is going to come yeah. from this. Stuff. You know, Michael, I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine what my dad would have thought of serving in Congress with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. Oh. And, you know, as you tweeted, uh, yo, uh, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, J6 insurrectionists sitting in a D.C. jail are where they belong. They're not patriots. They're not political prisoners. More performative BS sanctioned by Speaker McCarthy. That's what's become of your party. I mean, I, I the fact that they're still wearing, you know, AR-15 lapel pins around even right. after Nashville. I, I have to ask you, you tweeted, every every president since Clinton, every last one has had to stand before the country after the killing of innocents to speak to a tragedy we won't do anything about. Today, thoughts and prayers. Again, tomorrow nothing changes as usual. But you've got Republicans now, Michael, saying we're not going to fix this. Oh, we've done all we can do. That's it. You know, guns are the well, number one killer of children, and that's it. We're not going to fix it. And let's, let's, let's expand that, that thought. Stephanie, because they have done all that they are going to do to fix the problem, which is nothing. All right, do nothing. But then on the flip side of that, they're they're expanding the space into which more children will be killed. Because now in some states, they've allowed, I think uh, it's uh, maybe Idaho or one of the, or Montana, one of the states have now said that children of any age, any age can carry a firearm without, without any 
repercussions except right. for when the kid goes to school and gets pissed off at a classmate and decides to shoot him yeah. and three or four other people um yeah so this is the they've they're they're creating an environment i look at it this way you have a situation where it's so out of control that they give in to the thing that they've created. They, in other words, I, I, we can't fix it. We don't know. What to, we we just this was a thought experiment that's yeah. suddenly now gone bad, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to get out of it. They don't know yeah. how to extricate themselves well, from it because they don't want to be embarrassed by. And this is where Michael Steele by saying, "Oh yeah, we were wrong." Michael Steele, this is where I would pull you gently into the light. And if I lived in D.C., I would work my charms on you every single day until you came not, fully, okay fully to the light, to the Democratic <laughs> Party. Because both sides do not do it. It is because of the Republican Party we don't have sensible gun legislation. And as you know, the polling, that's what you did f- for the longest time. The polling is all on our side on these issues. And it's so the Republican I, Party I need... that have gotten so extreme. Why, Michael, for instance, do we have to say it's impossible to I, get an I assault weapon? But you've got for every every Republican you want to scream at, you've got a Joe Manchin who who's on the Democratic one of side, them. who's not who's no. not well one of them. Kirsten, Kirsten Sinema. Oh please, um, she's and, not even she's not a Democrat anymore. <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, back in the day when right. the Democrats had control of the White House, the Congress, and the Senate, give me the give me the 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 legislation they promoted to the country, even if they knew it was going to lose, um, to reform the system. They, I don't. Re- I don't recall the. I don't recall the Clinton bill. I don't recall the Obama bill, and I don't. I don't well, we recall had a, the Biden bill. We, it's under George W. Bush that the the assault weapons ban expired, and we exactly. have the statistics on that. On how what is it? Two hundred fifty percent. You know, mass shootings have gone up since we let that expire. We have the stats from UK and Scotland. I, we I got know, that, but right. you've also had you've also had you've also had Democrats in charge of the Congress, the House, the Senate, and the White House. And nothing's gotten done either. My point is, you know, it's, it's easy for both of us to sit here and blame the Republicans. And, and, and there's a lot to put at their doorstep, right? Um, but all of it. Almost all of it. They just got the majority back. And it's only a four-seat majority in the House. Yeah. Right? Um, Nancy Pelosi had the majority, a four-seat majority, and worked miracles. But I, did, I didn't see the gun legislation proposal. And, you know, so as as a number of uh, congressmen have said on on MSNBC on my air, both Democrats and Republicans, if anybody's serious about it, then petition the, the bill to the floor. It's very easy to do. Yeah. You got the bill, but you can put it on the floor. There's nothing to stop you from the process. Everyone acts like they're so handcuffed by the system, but they're the one who writes the rules for the system. Yeah. So I feel here's, like- the, here's the deal. I'm not going to I'll take all the heat for Republicans. Uh, on this issue because we've been complete, um, you know, jerks about this and 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 seemingly don't care about kids being killed. Having said that, I'll also say as citizens, we have a responsibility to unelect these people. Yeah. And and to if we if this is a an issue that is more important to us than any other issue. And I think the more it, Maxwell Frost we get in and, you know, uh, Jamal Bowman's and people that, you know, you, a lot of these people were true. in the you lockdown generation. Them. Yeah. Ninety some percent of the Congress got reelected last last year. So, I mean, you, we, you have a chance to sort of turn these people out. Look, Stephanie, the country gave power back to the Republicans who fomented insurrection. So yeah. what does that tell you? Is that a Republican problem or is that an American people problem? Yeah. 
Well, it's your party. It's all your fault. Michael. <laughs> well, wait, wait, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. It's my party. It's all my fault. But you voted for it. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I, honestly, you you're, you're also part you of the media the now. And I, I, I think this also, don't you think the media has helped normalize Trump and this Republican Party to some degree when you and I are sitting here going, Absolutely. they tried to overthrow the government of the United States. My father was a prosecutor at Nuremberg. What, what, really? Weren't, we haven't decided yet the Nazis are bad. We, we have a president who, ex-president who called them very fine people. I mean, it's, it's. I, I, I think what's happening is sort of beyond just Trump, don't you think? There is something that is... Yes, and that's my point. That's exactly the point I was making just now, that this is not... Trump is Trump has been sort of like the grease that that's put on the, on the on the road that just causes everything to slip and slide in different directions. And it is it is he's given permission to people to behave certain ways. Yep. He's he's given license to people to do certain things. And for the first time, you know, everyone wraps themselves around the excuse, oh, I'm such a victim. Oh, you know, they always talk bad about us. You know, these liberals do this and and these progressives do that. They hate us and blah, 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 blah. Well, it sounds to me you need to lie on a couch somewhere and work it out <laughs> because, yeah. you know, you can't be that much of a snowflake because, quite honestly, it ain't running like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just not you. You a you're the ones with the guns. Yeah. You're the ones sanctioning the killings. You're the ones who make excuses for the bad behavior and the racism and the white nationalism, right? Yeah. So, at what point were you upended by wokeism? Oh, you mean to tell me you have to recognize that this young person over here is going through their own sexual discovery and have decided that this is this is where they are, and you don't like that? That now threatens you. Yeah. To the point where you need to right. feel you need to inject yourselves into their life situation. Yeah. So you're going to prevent the woman from getting the health care she needs when she's dealing with a difficult pregnancy. You're going to you're going to step in with the with in the face of a soldier uh, who's in the, is, is in serving our country, but is also going through a transition of their own. And you don't want yeah. that to happen. I yeah. Mean, Listen, so every time I think I'm a liberal and a lesbian, I, I come into contact with you and then everything just. <laughs> I'm a liberal lesbian. Request, I, I just say, start right? questioning everything. <laughs> <laughs> Your tweet made me happy about Trump saying he's not a crier, and you said the truth is he probably sits on that golden toilet and cries like a baby. <laughs> it's time for what, what radio and TV were made for, mindless speculation about whether Trump will ever see justice. You said, okay, people, have we learned yet? Especially the press. As I noted when this story first dropped, Donald Trump said he was being arrested, not New York DA Alvin Bragg. And now here we are after two weeks of Trump BS. Hey, but he raised one and a half million dollars. I mean, I don't know what you think of this latest thing, whether Weisselberg has flipped, what this delay is, whether he's already been indicted. What's your, what's your, what's your mindless oh. speculation? I just, you know, we, we, everybody wants to rush to a particular conclusion. The Trumpists want to rush to a conclusion where Trump is exonerated or, or not even dealt with. Just don't deal with the man. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Uh, everybody else wants to rush to a judgment where the man is, you know, doing a perp walk and, and, and you know, paraded in front of the country. Let the process play itself out the way our system is designed to play itself out. Um, we may or may not like the outcome, but that's going to be based on two things, the law and the facts. And to the extent that we only have a portion of those facts, which we do, we don't have everything. You just raised the question, what's Weisselberg? What's the deal with him now? We don't know what deals have yeah. been cut. 
you know, th this fool thought that, oh, yeah, I can go to Trump, go to jail for Trump at 80 years old and, and I'd be OK. And he's sitting there going, what the hell am I doing in jail? <laughs> sitting in Rikers you know? going, wow. Right. Maybe. <laughs> so it, and so let 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 yeah. the prosecutors do their thing. Yep. Here's my here's the rub for that tweet. I'm sick and tired, especially the press mm -hmm. pushing and driving these narratives because it's clickbait for them. Yeah, because it's advertising dollars for them. And they and they 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 take they know daggone well that Donald Trump was not being arrested on Tuesday. How do they know that? Because they had no evidence, signal or Except word from, him. from the DA's Michael, office we're, saying this was coming. We're yeah. super long, but uh, on behalf of my entire family, I love you, Michael Steele. We love <laughs> you right. so much, our whole family. You give right. me a soapbox, baby. I'm going to hang on. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I love when you get to host because I get to come on and guest. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Michael Steele. See you soon. Love you. All right. Take care. Oh, yes. Here she is, Stephanie Miller, host of the Stephanie Miller Show. Oh, yeah, we got the group at the house tonight. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. That's it, Michael Steele. I'm in the afterglow of Michael Steele. <laughs> And uh, tomorrow, Glenn Kirshner. Oh, mm. yeah. Fugles thing. And Frangela for the big Friday show. See you then on the Stephanie Miller Show. Mm -hmm.